and we are live. I'm so excited to do this one and thank you Lexi for suggesting it but I'm here with Lexi Rook and her mum Ruth Rook. Hello. Nice to meet you Ruth. Nice to meet you too Katie. <laughs> I'm so so excited to do this one but first of all I've got to say Lexi congratulations for your performance on Saturday you were sensational. Thank you thanks. I'm still trying to take it all in, to be honest. It's mad. Was that your best performance? Yeah, yeah, definitely. I thought you looked so well-rounded. I thought you showed so many elements to your game. You looked in control the whole time. I'd, I actually was really impressed with Charlotte as well. Like, I thought she was a really game opponent, but I, ju I just thought you really proved your pedigree in there. Yeah, I think to be honest, I said this to you earlier, didn't I? I wanna I wanted to prove a bit more of myself this time, this fight, because like I've obviously I've been with Aspire. This is my third fight with Aspire now, but the last one was a lockdown show with no crowd and Yeah. Just loads of different factors. It didn't feel like a proper fight. Then the one before that, I wasn't actually full time at Aspire because I was still commuting in from Manchester. So I was only really getting to train there like three times a week. So this was like the ultimate one where like I'd been in full-time camp and full-time training with Aspire I was living here like everything like factored in was just perfect everything went so well so it was like to have the fight on on the night go that well and everything just played out so perfectly so it was it was so nice yeah and I can't think of many amateur fights even for a title that are five rounds and that fifth round not not to come over all Nate Diaz, but like <laughs> it was really like your rounds, like the championship rounds were yours. And that last round, you just were dominating so much and you came so close to the finish with a couple of submission attempts. Like, how was that for you? Do you know what? I was a bit frustrating because I did want to go the five rounds because I wanted to see how I got on because obviously I haven't done five rounds before. But at the same time, me and me and my coach Phil, we'd, we'd been working on um, a lot on my squeeze, on, on my chokes, and really getting that spot on. And I'd only in the last sort of two weeks, really, when I was about rolling or sparring, been pulling it off and, and finishing the chokes for the first time like ever, really. And so it was a bit frustrating to get into that position and think I can finish this. And then, but I didn't because I I, I could feel myself slipping off and losing position. So yeah. After that round, I didn't want to, in the last 30 seconds, I didn't want to end up, like, on my back and her on top. I just didn't want to finish the fight like that. So I thought, I'm not going to just jump on the submission. I'm going to just stay and grind it out. And that's that's why I did what I did. So it was a bit frustrating to not get the choke, but it is what it is. It's so hard to get a submission, like, in at the end of five rounds as well, isn't it? When you're both that sweaty, like, when you're both <laughs> slipping around a lot more than you would be at the beginning of the fight. Yeah, and you know what as well? She was she was doing quite like unorthodox unorthodox things, like not unorthodox, but things I wasn't really used to. Like when I was on the back, she grabbed my wrist and she stretched my arm out. And I, yeah, really I saw that. that. And I was like, oh, this is really annoying because that's the one I wanted to go with. But so I felt like yeah. she was pulling me that way, and I couldn't. Her grip was really strong, and I was like, oh, I can't quite can't quite get this. And so it it was. It was good to see how I responded to to problems that I didn't know how to really deal with. I was sort of like trying to just go with it, but yeah, 
I'm still happy with it. But. <laughs> and this is your fourth belt. Um, what have I got? Machine cage warriors. This is my third MMA belt. I got the Naga belt, but that's that's not MMA. So, yeah, my third. Pretty cool though. Yeah, it's good. It's not bad for three years. <laughs> it's not bad. And Ruth, how does it feel to have a daughter <laughs> who's got all these belts in MMA? What does it feel to have a daughter Very that's proud. fighting? Very proud of her. Oh, thanks, but... man. <laughs> <laughs> her man. But yeah, it's just, it, it didn't surprise us um, because she likes to give different things a go. You're quite sport-minded, aren't you? So it yeah. didn't surprise us. But the actual fighting, being in the cage, that kind of thing, I was a little bit concerned, but we, we've got used to it. And she's got she's got good coaches. So as time's gone on, she trains well. So I feel like she's safer than when she first started, put it that way. <laughs> my mum, when when I had my fight, I just don't I don't even think I realised what I put her through at all. <laughs> and I don't think she quite really understood what it was until she was there and she was at the York Hall watching. And then what I think was also probably wasn't the best was there were a couple of female fights before my fight and they, I mean, they got involved. <laughs> <laughs> I, I'm not sure what she was expecting from it, but she was like, they were bleeding. <laughs> I was told off before because um, Lex won a fight a little while ago and I said, well, what about the other girl? Is she all right? She's like, mum. <laughs> what fight was that? Yeah, I can't remember. Was it, was, it was a couple of years ago. It's a while back, and you because of lockdown, there hasn't been much. But I just <laughs> which one was that? About other, I can't remember which one it was, but I remember saying, She said to me, Oh, mum, shouldn't be worrying about that. But, but you that's someone's daughter, and that's that you know, their mum's yeah. probably watching, and I'd know how the mum would be feeling. <laughs> Almost how do you how do you think you would feel if Lexi was ever in that position? Would it be horrendous for you to be watching? I normally say to her before a fight, don't I? I normally say, well, if I'm going to be watching this. You have to win. <laughs> so, <laughs> if, anything, if she wants me to get involved and watch all this, then you know. To be fair, to. I've only, the only losses I've had is when I was at the IMAS when you weren't there. There you go. You so. so she's a good girl. <laughs> So you just have to go wherever she is forever, Ruth. Yeah. <laughs> and you've got another title fight coming up, Lexi, and we're all really excited about this. This is for Almighty. I think, it is it September 4th as well? No, it's September 18th now. They've put it back. Oh, thank God. Yeah, because I think... The UFC, UFC, Cage yeah. Academy Southeast. Like it feels yeah. like all of the shows I haven't had any for ever, and now they're all on September fourth. But I'm no, really I, glad about that. Yeah, no, I'm I'm looking forward to that because it's another five rounder, um. So it's just more experience getting that, get getting them them rounds in before the pro ranks. So, um, um it's it's weird actually because I went to Ronin Gym a few weeks before my fight to spar with the girls down there and I met Summer on the No mat way. Yeah. So Summer's your opponent for anyone who doesn't know Summer only or only. 
um, is your opponent for the next fight. So she was down there. So she was down there and I met, uh, met her. She wasn't doing full MMA rounds then. I can't remember why now. It's something to do with the nose or something. But anyway, she was doing um, just like panty and grappling rounds. So I did my five rounds sparring and then I did like four or five rounds with Summer, just panty and grappling rounds. And um, I remember thinking, oh, she's well cool, her. Like, we got on really well. She was good. And uh, we had great rounds. And then um, literally, like, maybe a week later or 10 days later, I got matched with her on my team. And I was like, oh, <laughs> okay. But that's what it's like for girls, isn't it? The small's very, um, the small. The pool's very small. So you are more, more than likely going to fight girls that you've trained with in the past. So yeah. You are, but what do you take from that? What do you mean? What did you take from the the kind of the rounds that you were doing? Like even though they were just rolling rounds or whatever, you must have got an idea from that. Yeah, definitely. Like I know she's gonna. I know she's from more of a jiu-jitsu background. Um, well, I think she is. Anyway, that's that's the vibe I got. Um, she's got good jits, good ground game, and we had good tough rounds. You know, she was game. So I don't know what her striking's like, but. Um, It'll be it'll be another really good fight, really good test for me. So I'm looking forward to it. I'm excited to see you against someone who wants to take the game to the ground to, to see if they can to to see how that goes. How do you feel about that? Um, well, to be honest, I thought out of everyone, Charlotte Cooper would take me down, um, but she didn't. So I think she wanted to at times. She wanted to. <laughs> she wanted to the whole time. Um, but, I mean, for that one, I'd, I'd been working my, my, my defence, especially off the cage wall, because I knew that that was going to happen. Um, with Summer, I'm, I'm not really sure how she's going to play. I haven't really seen much footage on her. That, um, but, you know, I'm training just as hard for it as, a, as, as I have been for my other fights. So, yeah, and I'm, I'm, in, I'm, in the, I'm in the peak position now. I mean, the peak condition, sorry, not position, peak condition now from fighting so i'm going back into camp on monday so i'm just going to be 10 times better than i was at the weekend so that's what i'm excited for to just go back into the next one and just get better and better than i was you know previously in this camp so so do you not feel like you need a break like at all you're you're completely happy to go straight back into camp for the next one yeah, like, I mean, I actually went back to the gym today, this morning, for a little session. I was going to take... I saw on your Instagram, <laughs> you nutter. <laughs> uh, you know I'm not, like, my body is very bruised from the cage wall, don't get me wrong, it's very sore, but, so I won't be doing any contact stuff this week. Um, Monday, I'll start going back to, like, my normal MMA sessions, all my training sessions, but this week, like, obviously, I've got my mum up, so I'm spending more time with, with mum, but... I just wanted to get back there today and just like start moving. I don't want to just sit around, lounge around and get stiff and and like my mind starts going a little bit crazy when I don't train. So I, I still wanted to get in and I had yesterday, I had Sunday and yesterday off and I didn't come away with any injuries or anything that really hindered me going back. So I just thought, you know what, I'll get, get back into it this week. A couple of sessions this week, like today, I've got another one on Friday just ease my way back in and then as of Monday, yeah, I'll be back into camp because obviously the nutrition side of things doesn't doesn't have to be too strict now because I've, I've brought yeah. my weight So I can have a few weeks where, you know, I'm a bit, bit lax with, with my food. I can eat sort of a bit more intuitively in that. But as of Monday, yeah, training-wise, training goes straight back to how it was because I just want to keep going now. I've, I've got that momentum and I just feel like 
I've got so much more to, to give than I know Saturday was amazing and it was the best performance so far for me but I still feel like I've got more and I, and I want to go back and just perfect all those little things and you know ready for September yeah and you mentioned earlier that you've moved away and you mentioned that your mum's with you this week like what is it like for you two to be apart but and what is it like for you Ruth to to have a daughter go away to train and and to only get to see her you know every now and then oh no well I've taken summer off work this week this year <laughs> so I can hopefully get to see her a little bit more but yeah, it's um yeah we miss her obviously, but she's she's where she needs to be, so it works well. You know, I'm as a mum, and most mums would agree. Your mum would agree. <laughs> if your children are settled, you feel happy and settled yourself. And I know she's happy and doing what she wants to do. So, yeah. you know, I feel quite good from that point of view. It's just the time. This time's lovely after the fight because she's got more time. Yeah. It's that time where she's got a little window of opportunity and we can sort of chill out properly and catch up properly. But if there's a lot of time where she's just sort of, you know, just got her head down and training and it's she's very focused and don't really need distractions, do you? <laughs> just a long way, isn't yeah. it? So I don't, I don't mind. I said this the other day. I love going, I love going down to see like my mum, my dad, my brother, and my sister live at home still as well. So I love going down there. But when I go to my mum's, there's always like freshly baked cakes all this home cooked food, wine, and I'm like, if I'm in camp, I can't come down because it's too <laughs> I mean, so if I, like, like now, obviously, like we're having a little glass of wine now, and like it's nice now because obviously I've had the fight. I've got a few few days where I can like you know enjoy myself a little bit. But normally, yeah, most most times I'm just tunnel vision, and so it's nice to get these times in now, really. Yeah, and isn't your sister a golfer, Lexi? Yeah. Did I make that up? She is. No, she is. Yeah, yeah. She is a golfer. <laughs> yeah. So sweet. what did you do, Ruth, that you've made all your daughters <laughs> athletes? I don't know. They just like being outside. <laughs> 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 they just, I don't know. They've just been that way, really, haven't you? You've all... Yeah. Don't think, I don't think they were that academ academically minded. Thanks, Mum. Vicko! You can do academics, but I think they're just more, yeah, you know, more, now, branded more into outdoor sports. Um, you, like, you've got more of an indoor sport now, but you've always been active. They've just been very active, so, yeah. you know, sports and things keep them occupied, and it's just something that's progressed as they've got older, I think. Yeah. And what got you into MMA in the first place? Um, I've answered this quite a few times recently. <laughs> I've just, long story short, I just needed something to sort myself out. I was just on a bad pathway with bad people, bad substances, and I just needed to get on the straight and narrow, really, didn't I? <laughs> yeah, but, I think also before that, though, I think as well you had... You, you've had quite a few deaths to deal with. You've lost a lot of people from a young age, and I think you, it leaves you a little bit emotionally up and down. Yeah. And I think, you know, that happens to a lot of people as well. And then you had a few setbacks in life, like happens to a lot of us as well. And I think sometimes you just need to rebalance. And I think when you started it and you found it was working for you, and yeah. it's evening out your how you felt as well. And then, again, it progressed from there, didn't it? Now you've got yeah, fire in your belly. Yeah. <laughs> No, I did. I, I needed something to, I've always had like energy to do things. I've always had like a lot of 
emotions quite an emotional person so I've always had a lot of emotions a lot of anger and stuff like that and I've always needed I think this is the only thing that I've found that I can channel it all into into something yeah. positive do you know what I mean and something positive so yeah when I started doing it it was like I didn't to be honest when I started doing it I actually didn't intend to fight I did it to start with just as something good to do for myself yeah um, and like you were saying like just to channel everything in but then I ended up watching some fights and people that like some of my gym compete in that and I was like oh I want to do this yeah <laughs> so that's where it sort of just escalated from there really how did you even come across the gym though and how did you even like know even to try it well originally I was I went to a kickboxing gym um, I was going to two I was going to a little kickboxing gym and I was going to a boxing gym um, my friend Leah at the time was working in a bar together and she was like oh, I've just started this really cool boxing place and blah, blah, blah. and I was like yeah go on I'll come with her and um, then from there she was like oh I found somewhere that does Muay Thai because she was obsessed with Muay Thai so I was like all right I'll come and give that a go and then I ended up liking that more than like the boxing and the kickboxing but then at that gym so I moved to that gym in the end because I ended up just doing like their Muay Thai classes and then mm. they that's where they did all the other stuff as well. So then I started think like seeing like jujitsu, MMA, wrestling, all of that stuff. And I remember being in a class for Muay Thai and I remember seeing them all in the gi and thinking, I'm never doing that. Like what on earth is that they're doing? Like loads of yeah. and rolling around in the gi. You can imagine I was like, what on earth is that? I didn't even know what jujitsu was. And yeah. I, like, I remember saying I was never going to do it. And then like two months later, I was in a gi. <laughs> <laughs> So, yeah, I totally get that though. You look at them and you're like, oh, I just saw yeah. sweat go from that guy into that other guy's mouth or that yeah. other guy's <laughs> eyeball. You're like, I'd never do that. Oops, here I am. <laughs> I know, yeah. Especially at that gym because there was no women really. When I first started, there was a few women doing boxing or kickboxing, but there was no women doing the jits. And um, so when I first started, that's like it was just it was just all big guys, hundred kilo guys rolling around like you're not like you're so nice and sweaty and I just thought I mean most girls would be like oh yeah but I was like nah that's, that's not a bit of me but then I ended up just doing it and I just I honestly just never looked back I know that sounds cliche but that's what happened I just started doing all of the disciplines and the ones that I wasn't any good at were the ones that I really was like nah I need to if I can't get something I have to I have to keep working on it to get better yeah. otherwise it annoys me so like jujitsu wrestling all of that stuff that I, I kind of struggled with initially I ended up doing loads of it and we had quite our, our gym was quite like jiu-jitsu dominant more so than, than anything else as well I think that's the difference though between people who become well-rounded and people who don't because it's natural to want to like keep doing the things that you're good at naturally because it makes you feel good to to be good whereas if you do the things that if you work on the things that you're not good at, they're the things that make you improve. And I know you know Chanel Dyer from Team Underground. And, like, I just think massive respect to her. She hated jiu-jitsu. Like, she absolutely hated yeah. it. And she forced herself to do it. And now she loves it. She was from a Muay Thai background. And she's going to be epic because she's rounding her game. And same with you, just like working on the things that you're not good at, forcing yourself to do the things that you're not good at. Yeah. No, Chanel's, Chanel's brilliant. I love her. She's so good. She's going to be amazing. She's got that work ethic as well. Like I see she's back in the gym yesterday, straight away after a fight. On Both of you. I know. <laughs> I know. 
Peter Knox wants to know if your sister fights as well, Lexi. <laughs> no, she doesn't. But I'll tell you what, she did give it a go. Well, not give it a go, but she came up to stay with me um, not that long ago in um, Liverpool. And I, I dragged her to one of our um, kickboxing classes in the gym. <laughs> and uh, she did really well, actually. She was really good. And then the next day, she said to me, she said, I am never, ever doing that again. She, goes, my <laughs> she was like, my shins and my wrists are killing me. And she still laughs about it now. But she was good. But I don't think she's got that inner aggression that I've got. She's, she's just too sweet, isn't she? She's too lovely. Ruth, do you think you would give it a go? I think I prefer to watch. <laughs> I'd, love it. I'd love to One see her try. <laughs> Well, you never know because I used to train with Corey McKenna and her mum fought and they fought on the same card before. Like, it, it does happen and it would be <laughs> awesome. Imagine you two on the same card. Oh, my God. I'd be too, I'd be probably, I'd be more nervous than she is for me, I think. I'd be like, oh, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Most people say that, though. People no, say that. Do you ever corner for anyone, Lexi? Um, I have done in the past, but I'm cornering two of the young girls um, on their next show down in Bristol, I think it is, in July. Two of our young girls, about 12, 13, I think, both of them. Um, so that'll be like my first time proper cornering, but no, I haven't really. I bet you'll feel more nervous for them than you do for yourself. Yeah, I do. I get nervous for like my teammates. Even though I know, like, my teammates are going in there, I know, like, I've, I've done their camp with them kind of thing. So I know, I trust wholeheartedly that they've done what they need to do and they're going to smash it. But I still feel like, oh, my God, I get so sick, like, with nerves. Even though I know they're going to go in there and just kill it. But you still get that. When, when, someone's, when you're close to people, you get that, like, oh, nerves. And how do you feel? I know um, you train with Dan, Hot Chocolate. Uh, so gutted for him that he didn't get oh, to fight recently because of COVID again. I mean, will COVID just go away already? We're so <laughs> over it. But, like, how do you feel when, when he gets in the cage? Like, do you feel more nervous for your teammates that, than you do yourself? Or are you just, like, fully confident when he goes in there? I, I think because you, like I said, you witness their camps, you witness their training, and because you do it yourself as well, you know, you know the score, like it, it, you know, okay, yeah, there's there's always that, not risk, but there's always that element of like, okay, you could lose or you could get knocked out, you could get subbed, whatever, but I get nervous, I get more nervous for them than I do myself, yeah, 100%, but yeah. I think you just, when, when someone's, you see that, you see them as an athlete in the gym, training and doing all the hard work, you just know they're going to go in there and do their thing, so it's like, you do get nervous, but... Yeah, I was gutted. I was gutted for Danny. When when I found that out, I was literally heartbroken for him because that's the third time now he's been, you know, he's had to pull out, well, unwillingly pull out, do you know what I mean, of a fight. So Yeah. Yeah, and I, and I watched, because I, he, he didn't go to the States, a lot of the time he goes to the States for his camps, and because he couldn't go because of COVID this time, I was, like, very present for a lot of his camp here. And um, obviously he was coaching me and my camp. We were, we were alongside each other basically the whole time. So I saw how hard he worked and like it was a privilege to be a part of and a privilege to watch, to be honest. It was inspiring for me while I was in camp. Yeah. You know, and he, he helped me a lot with outside of camp as well, like, you know, advice on different things. And it actually helped me a lot with like my rest and recovery. Like he 
made me get one of those heart rate monitors and was giving me all these this data and advice and stuff like that and it was it was just so nice to like bounce off each other for that so when when he and, and he was literally meant to go to vegas fight then fly back and then corner me and then i'd fight so it was it was that oh. setup i was like yes he's gonna go and smash it he's gonna come back buzzing he's gonna corner me i'm gonna smash it it's just it was just going to be like so good. Obviously, it still was really good for me, but for him, I was just wounded for him because I'd seen how much he'd poured into this and to have it just gone like, oh, it's, it's cancelled now, it's off. And then they scheduled Tim Means to fight Dolby like the weekend after. Yeah. That was the teeth, I think. So, yeah, it's frustrating, but it's kind of wild. I also think as well, and I keep saying it recently, but like, so much of fighting and the worst side of fighting isn't even in the octagon it's that mental side of dealing with all of the stuff that can happen like the injuries covid has just added a new layer of stuff like there's so many things that can happen between a fight being announced and two people getting in the cage together. And we've seen even recently in the UFC, one person standing in the cage and then they say the other person isn't coming out. Like you you literally don't know until that person's in the cage. And then somebody could get eye poked or whatever. Um, you don't know until really until the fight has happened, whether you're actually gonna have a proper fight or not. Like, and everything that your brain has to deal with and process is just so much. And that's the side of fighting that I just don't think people fully understand. Yeah, there's a lot of things. There's a lot of it that people don't see. They see, like, the glamorous side of it on Instagram. And they don't see, like, you know, the really tough times that you do go through or the obstacles that get thrown at you. Like, I think this was the the third fight where I've ended up being in, you know, I was in hospital like two weeks before my fight again. I'm like, I'm just unlucky with things like that, but there's no way yeah. I'm seriously, seriously like dangerous for me to fight. There's no way I'll pull out. Like I'll still fight, but there's all these things where, you know, okay, you've, I had to take like three or four days off training and just like loads of different things. And my weight was going up instead of down. And it was all just yeah. that you just think, Oh my God, like, can you stop now? <laughs> and then, but you get through, you always get through and you always find ways. And then, you know, you, once, once you're in there and you're fighting, you forget about all of them things anyway. But it is, there's definitely a lot of, to be fair, other than that, other than the fact that I had a bit of a health issue before, the week leading up to the fight, it was actually so good. Yeah. But I, I had nothing like really that stood out for me that was like, oh, typical fight week, trust that to happen. Like nothing like that yeah. happened. Time, everything did actually run really really smoothly so I was really lucky because everything just went perfect one of the things I love about you though is that you don't try and live like this perfect Instagram life <laughs> like people can look at you and you're a beautiful girl and you look like you're absolutely living your best life which I'm sure you are like you're you're training all the time and you know like you you're gonna go on and have an amazing pro career as well but you're quite honest about like the tough times in your life and you're quite honest about like you you've spoken about your like times where you've felt like mental health challenges you've spoken about like women's health issues and I just think it's so important 
for like young girls who will be looking up to you and they literally will be looking at you thinking I want to be Lexi Brooke like <laughs> I, I, they will they will they absolutely will like they see you with a belt at the weekend and yeah. you look amazing and you, you're there and you've you you train with UFC stars like it's so easy to to make it look like everything in your life is perfect and I think it's really important that you speak openly about other stuff yeah no I do try and portray that side of me as well because I do like I, I know it's very easy to to broadcast your life as this great life on Instagram and don't get me wrong I do yeah. have a great life <laughs> I do have a very good life and I'm very grateful for how my life is now but I did go out and make that happen you know I yeah. did go through a hell of a lot to, to be where I am now and I'm still nowhere near where I want to be at the moment but I'm you know I'm getting there I'm on the I'm on, on the right path but I think it's important like because I I, I, I used to do the same. I used to look at other people, not necessarily fighters or athletes, but I used to look up to people and think, oh, I want to be them or I want to, I want that. And then as you go through it all yourself, you realise that actually it's not all smooth. It's not, you know, all this, that and the other on, on socials. It is different. It's, there are hard times, but I think the more you just, you're just honest about it, you get more respect from people anyway. And um, I've always been like that, haven't I? I've always just been like, well, it's black and white. This is me. If you don't like it, see ya. If you like it, cool. <laughs> Do you know what I mean? It's like, it is what it is. You don't, I think I get that from my mum, to be honest. But, yeah. One of my favourite posts of you was when you were, like, standing in front of the mirror and you looked like you had a totally flat stomach and then you turned to the side and you were like, actually, I'm really struggling today. And you had, like, a... The blood really from crazy. whatever was, yeah, like <laughs> your GSP belly. <laughs> yeah, my millennium belly. And you would, and I mean, that is how easy it is to fool people from the front. You, you looked like it was completely concave, <laughs> and you turned to the side and you were like, oh, and I'm taking this little. Uh, concoction wasn't it your mum's concoction actually? Yeah, my mum used to, my mum used to make it for us when we were sick when we were kids. So What's the recipe, Ruth? Well, we used to do that like the honey and brandy, didn't we? I yeah, she used to put brandy in it. <laughs> <laughs> I like that one. <laughs> Pepper and ginger. Yeah, there. I just I just whacked everything in there. Yeah, but I think that's so important because like we were talking about this the other day, weren't we? Yesterday, how like. As as girl, I'm sure it's the same for guys, but girls growing up, it gets harder and harder each generation because it's like you have to look a certain way, you have to be a certain yeah. size, and like you know we all do it. It's like you did it yesterday, you went, didn't you? About your shorts, you were like, oh yeah, they're size twelve or size whatever, <laughs> and it was like, yeah. And I said, yeah, but why do you care? Like it doesn't matter. It doesn't matter what size you are. Do you know what I mean? And it's like yeah, programs to to look a certain way. Like no one will upload a photo of themselves without a filter. I'm guilty of it. I always put filters on. But like you, you just so all the time have to like it's this pressure, and I think now nah, do you know what? I don't want to be that person. I want these if these young girls are looking up to me, I want them to know that it's normal. We're females. We're full of hormones. You know, we are going to bloat. We are going to look this, that, or the other sometimes. And it's important to just be like, yeah, that's normal. That's that's how we are. Yeah. I mean, I don't want brown shredded like I was on the weekend all the time. Of course I don't. I but don't I love, you, you put up the picture before your weigh-in or the video or the, the little clip of you before your weigh-in where 
you looked amazing but I'm glad you do the other one as well to show like on Holly's is as well a true inspiration like <laughs> I just love that you show both sides of it like I've got no problem with a girl saying look how shredded I am today it's my weigh-in day like I look amazing <laughs> by the way it's for for one day that I look like this it's important I think to get to get both sides out like and I, I actually struggle a lot with I've always struggled with like how I look and on Instagram, people probably don't think that. People probably think, oh, Lexi loves herself. She's always putting pictures up of herself. But reality is a lot of, like now, I'm actually confident and happy within my own skin. Yeah. I really, truly am. And that's, a lot of that is down to this sport and how it's changed my mind and my, my outlook on everything and whatever. But it, before that, like, I used, to, I used to get into an absolute state. If I was going out or going anywhere where I need to put any, a nice outfit on, I'd hate how I looked. I'd cry, I'd strop, everything. And sometimes I wouldn't even go out because I'd hate it so much. I'd be disgusted at what I saw in the mirror. Whereas now, I'm like, and, and do you know what is ironic as well? I look back on pictures of me back then and think, I was tiny. I was absolutely yeah, tiny. But I think it's just part of growing up, isn't it? And now, yes. now I'm at like now I'm at the point where I am happy. I feel like I want to, I want to get point across to young girls who might be struggling with how they look or their weight or their whatever. I, you know, I want them to know like it's normal to go through all of that, and there's nothing wrong with having a little bit extra or whatever. Do you know what I mean? It's just it's who you are. It's, if you're happy with yourself, you're happy. It doesn't matter what other people think. Yeah, about. and that's, that's I do try and get that out. Ruth, what is it like for you to see Lexi come from kind of that kind of lack of confidence to where she is today? It's a wonderful feeling. <laughs> <laughs> it, is, it, it is for anybody, I think, because, you know, you see them like that. You can't do anything for anybody who feels like that because it doesn't matter how much you tell them or somebody else tells them how good they look or you look fine, you can show them photos. Yeah. It doesn't make any difference and it can only come from within it can it has to come from that person and finding your sort of inner happiness and i think you know so what she's been doing you've helped find that and sort yourself out and think differently haven't you yeah so yeah it's a good feeling to see that yeah feeling. <laughs> yeah no i totally agree and i do think i think martial arts is the answer to lots and lots of issues but i do think you're completely right it doesn't matter what anyone says if you don't believe it and it, it i do think martial arts does give a lot of people the answers to a lot of questions and a lot of um insecurities and give people a lot of confidence yeah not necessarily about fighting either and not necessarily about fitness or their bodies just for some reason just occupying your mind with those kind of i don't know i don't want to sound like joe rogan kind of <laughs> problem solving or whatever but i just i do feel like it just for some reason solves a lot of questions that are nothing to do with literally fitness and body image and yeah. stuff no it definitely does it definitely does and i think even like even from like a confidence thing as well like just go some for some people going to a training session alone just going and getting there and doing the session is such a big deal for them like it was for me yeah when I, 
went just getting get into that place like because I used to struggle a lot where I'd think I, I never really had like anxiety but I would I would freak out about going somewhere and once I was there I was fine it was the initial getting there and I know a lot of people are the same like I coach a lot of ladies now that are that, you know some of them are quite nervous still to come to the gym or to just get to the session and once they're there they absolutely love it and it's it's, yeah. something, it's just a matter of that so martial arts is definitely like if I do ever have kids, like that's what they'll be doing. And it doesn't necessarily mean because, yeah, to fight, don't have to fight, but it just, or just not necessarily martial arts, but sports, something sport-minded that is constructive, I think is, is important. It's important to install it at a young age as well, I think. Yeah. I make myself, wherever I go on a business trip, anywhere in the world, or when we were allowed to travel, but like <laughs> wherever I went in the States or wherever... I would make myself go into a gym there. Like I'd email them in advance and check it was okay for me to go. And it's just, it's the worst thing in the world going into a new gym. It is so nerve wracking and you just, you know that you're shit. And so you email them and you tell them like, I'm a white belt, I'm coming. Like, is that okay? Like, and they're like, yeah, yeah, yeah. Come along to this class. So you go along. And you're like, God, I'm so rubbish. Nobody wants me here, but you make yourself go. And then it's even worse. I got promoted to blue belt. And then I was like, oh, my God, they're going to think I'm the worst blue belt they've ever had on the mat. Like, this is horrendous. But you have to make yourself go. You have to get over that. Like, going to the, the gym for the first time is the worst, like, thing ever. But you have to make yourself do it. Nobody ever regrets, like, going but yeah. to actually go yeah, in the yeah. first place is terrifying. I was like that. When I went, when I first went to Aspire, I was absolutely cacking myself. I was like, oh, my God, what am I doing? Like, bear in mind, I'd just, like, moved to Manchester as well on my own, and I was like, I was living with my best mate, so it wasn't too bad, but I, I'd never really, like, found a gym that I liked. Like, I went to a few really good gyms, but I never really found anywhere that I, like, thought, yeah, this is the one. And then when I went to my first session in Aspire, like... I just got absolutely annihilated the whole session. I was like, because <laughs> just because the level of athletes in that gym is incredible. Yeah. Like, I will say now, like it's the best gym in the northwest, hundred percent. Like the after level of athletes, our amateur team is like a professional team. So I walked in there and I'm like, oh, and you know there was like 20, 30 people on the mat, and I'm like, oh my word, like, and it obviously like being a female alone anyway is like a bit daunting, but just. The gym itself, I was like, oh, my God, I was just so nervous. And then, but they made me feel so welcome. Like, everyone was so nice. And then as soon as I'd done the first session, I was like, that's it. I'm moving here. Like, this is the one. This is where I want to be. But, oh, my Aww. God, for the first six months, I was getting smashed. Everyone was just beating me up. Like, I just, I was so crap. <laughs> I wasn't crap. But, but that, in itself, Flexi, is a champion's mentality to say, I'm getting smashed every day. I need to go back there and learn what, what these people know like these people are so much better than me I'm not going to give up until I'm on their level yeah 100% and I still I still stand by that now because I'm you know I'm still not on their level a lot of them you know I've, I've definitely progressed and improved a lot um on my own personal things but there's still you know there's such a good level in there and it's for me it's like it, yeah it is a challenge every day but it's exciting I'm training with the best in the country. You know what I mean? I'm training with the best amateur team there is in this country, and the, the results are paying off now. And things are getting noticed, things are getting seen. And you know, like two weeks UKFC, the whole team's going to be on that. I'm, I'm not on it, but 
our teams on it and it's like I'm so excited for that because I'm like yeah this is our time for our team to come out you know we've been training this whole time we've been working on everything and they're going to come out and make some serious waves so it is it's so nice to be a part of that it is it's special UMMA Scotland says lots of people are scared to make that first step it's true yeah. it's true yeah. and I would advise anyone to just do it like just that is the worst bit get over it and do it it will never be as bad as <laughs> walking through the door for the first time yeah but I, no. I, I just wanted to go back to the the mental health side of things because you you've mentioned it a couple of times on your stories a bit and like you've spoken about your struggles I don't know if you're happy to to speak about it now but I think it would be so helpful for a lot of people if you don't mind talking about it no, I don't mind talking about it I'm just going to turn the oven down one second <laughs> <laughs> I'm sorry this is my fault everyone I told Lexi no, it would be right. about half an hour and she's cooking dinner at the no, same it's time it's in the oven it's just slow cook I just don't want to burn it so I'll turn it down um, no it's fine no I don't mind talking about it So to, to, do you mind telling people what kind of struggles that you have had? Um, well, actually, we were talking about this earlier, weren't we? About I got diagnosed as, like, severe bipolar, um, what, like, five years ago? About five years ago. And, like, at first I just said, I just agreed with it and just thought, yeah, I'm bipolar then. That explains why I've been so up and down all my life. Yeah. And then, to be honest, the move into Liverpool, I've, the people I've met and the, a few therapists I've seen and, you know, just even my team as well, like the impact they've had on me and the, the sports had on me. I've sort of slowly realised over time that actually I don't think I am bipolar. I think the wow. system's very quick to let everyone with something so they can just go AI, some antidepressants, some antipsychosis, whatever, give you all the, all the pharmaceutical shit and they don't actually address the problems. You know, a lot of my struggles of mentally have come from things that I've had to go through growing up or when I was a teenager, certain things that happened to me that, you know, shouldn't happen to anyone. And rather than dealing with like that, that as a, a, a you know, trauma and going, right, okay, that's the root of the issue. It's why has that happened or what's gone on or how do you feel or blah, blah. Rather than actually deal with that, they're just quick to go, oh, you're just bipolar or you just got depression or anxiety, yeah, some pills. And like, I obviously have spoken about it a few weeks ago on another podcast, but I did have like a bit of a problem with addiction. So in my eyes, it was completely bonkers to just come out of like rehab and go onto a course of medication for yeah. just pill pop for the rest of my life to suppress how I was feeling. Like, that to me just, just didn't make any sense. So that's yeah. when I started you know, going into more sport as well, going into more of the MMA. But I think, it, like, now I definitely deal with everything. I manage how I feel now because of training. Like, I, I can manage how I feel so much better now because I'm training and I'm feeling positive about myself. And, you know, you get the endorphins from exercise and obviously that's all, like, feel good and that. So all these little things add up and I think, actually... I don't need medication. I don't need to be labelled yeah. as bipolar either because I'm, I'm not. Like at the end of the day, being a female, you feel like I said earlier, you're full of hormones. So you are going to be a bit up and down most of the time. And it's, I've realised over like the last year, really, probably the last year to year and a half, that actually it's all. You you got to do a bit of soul searching. I think you got to 
look within and see where your issues are and what demons you have and you know you've got to sort of like pull them all out and it's hard it's horrible going through it all but you have to do that to get to the bottom of it all and to start healing properly and to start moving on i do wonder how different your life would be if you weren't exercising a lot every day eating well like you know those are the sorts of things that I mean, I know, like you say, a lot of people want to treat it with medication, but I really feel that a lot of things could be treated with a good diet and and a lot of exercise. And I, I wonder how different you would be if you weren't living the lifestyle that you're living. I think, to be honest, had I not found MMA and had I not come up to Liverpool and started this, I think I'd probably still be living at home and still being up and down, relapsing and being and just be stuck on that on that downward spiral all the time trying to get out of it going back in get out go back in because this really is like the only thing i found that i really 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 want like yeah. i've done i've done loads of stuff haven't i i've been mm. down so many different pathways like i left school and did hairdressing then i went back to college to do a levels i've worked in bars i've worked in hospitality i studied law for a year then i like chipped that off and i've, I've always started things and never finished them and that was another thing. They were like, oh, you can't hold a job down or you can't finish a course, so you must be bipolar. Like, it's ridiculous. Like, no, I just didn't find my thing in life. And now yeah. I've found that thing and it, the proof's in the pudding. Like, I'm obsessed with this sport. I literally dedicate everything in my life to this sport. I move six hours away from my loved ones for it. Do you know what I mean? So I don't take it, I don't take it lightly. That's why I'm, you know, that's why I said my piece on Saturday. It is so important to me. So, but it's a massive part of, like my my journey is uh, like in terms of like my personal growth as well for, for me as a person I feel I am actually destined to be doing what I'm doing now whereas five years yeah. ago I didn't have a clue nothing was giving me anything I wasn't I couldn't find what I wanted to do and it was frustrating but it's yeah it's worked out now <laughs> yeah and Ruth, what has that journey been like for you? What was it like when she was diagnosed and, and how difficult has it been? And you talked about rehab there, Lexi. What was that like for you? Well, there was a big mountain to climb, wasn't there? Yeah. <laughs> so she's well on the way to the top of the mountain, I'd say. Yeah, yeah it, was, it, was, it was hard. It was hard work. She, the thing is, you have to work at it. Um, obviously we did support her but it's, it's again it's one of those things that even at rehab you know they can only help you if you want to help yourself yeah you've got to really you know so as a person you do have to really work hard at sorting yourself out and like Lex said soul searching finding finding what works for you and eventually found something that works for you yeah you? Don't, so, don't get me wrong as well like if I didn't have my mum at the time like I don't actually think I would have done it. I don't think I could have pulled through. I think oh. I... <laughs> don't get me emotional. No, I'm fine. But I mean, like, I couldn't have... I, I'm so lucky I had that support around me. Like, I know a few people, are, you know, are, are battling with the same thing that I did and they haven't got that support network around them. And it's so important to have that because, like, for me, my it was hard. It was so tough what I went through, but it was made 10 times easier than the average person because of my mum and dad and my family. My family were just amazing the whole time. And I hate, still hate to this day, like the fact that I put 
put them <laughs> but you know I'm, I just feel grateful now and that's why now as well like I do want to get to the top and I want to be able to give them nice stuff back and you know and be be who I know I can be for them as well because you know I put them through a lot of shit so <laughs> <laughs> that doesn't matter we just want to no I know but <laughs> <Aww. still. laughs> What made you though when you were when you were in the depths of it? What made you like want to come out the other side? Because everyone says you've got to want it, you've got to want to do it. Like you can't just go through the motions. What was your why? I think I've always had like something in me. I think in terms of like whatever I've gone on to do, I've always put 100% into. I've, I can't do anything half-assed or half-heartedly. I have to give everything my all. So even with that, I think that came through a little bit. I was like, no, I am I am determined. And I think where I was living at the time was a small town. The people I was involved with were happy to just carry on doing what they were doing. And like, they, they were all right with it. And I just wasn't. And I don't, I never wanted to go down that route anyway. I was sort of, I let myself, you know, I'm not blaming it on anyone else. I still allowed myself to do that, but yeah, I was never happy when I was doing it anyway. And it got to the point where I was just doing it to suppress how I was feeling and just to get through each day. So when it got to the point where, like, I basically got caught out <laughs> and had to get help, I actually did want that as well. I did want the help as well, and I think... Maybe a few few months before, I, I wouldn't have wanted it. But at that time when it happened, I did want it. And I did want to pull myself out. And I think, because I was in that sort of town where no one was doing anything about it. And no one yeah. was really willing to help. Obviously, my mum and that were. It sort of made me think, like, like nah, I'm going to do this. I'm, I'm, I am going to prove that I can do it. And I'm better. And, you know, I can do it for myself and my family. So I think it just, it, I think, to be honest, it was more my family that, that pushed me to get through it all anyway but I think I have always had that like inner drive in me with whatever I've done I've always yeah. wanted to do do it you know even no matter what it is it could be anything I just I always want to do it properly so I think it's shown through a little bit with that I love that Peter says we we need more people to talk openly about mental health issues to raise more awareness to let those watching know that even champions like yourself can feel the same way. Oh, yeah, I think it's true. true. I think it's getting to a point now where people are talking more, talking more openly about stuff as well. Like it's so much more accepted now. Before it was like you've got that, shut up and deal with it. Especially yeah, for men, for men as well. I was going to say, now, yeah, yeah. There's all this awareness of it now, and there's all these different things going on for it. And I do think it's important to talk about it because. You know, like my mum touched on it earlier, like I did lose a few people growing up to suicide and it was tough because it was like, I had them thoughts from quite a young age, to be honest. Yeah. And I thought, well, I could just go the route they've gone. Do you know what I mean? Because it, so, it was so normal when I, I felt like, I don't know if you felt the same, but I felt like when I was growing up, it was so normal to just, if you were going through a tough time, to just talk yourself. Like that was quite, there was a point in my life where I thought that was normal because I was so used to losing people from that sort of thing. So, it, it, as as time's gone on, it's like I've I've actually lost less people to it because I feel like things are becoming a bit more easier to talk about and to get yeah. help easier. And people, you know, even in like the lockdown last year, the amount of people on social media that were like, 
you know, if anyone's struggling, just reach out, just just message. And, you know, I, I spoke to quite a few people in lockdown on socials that I've never spoken in my life before, but we had that sort of general, like, just chit-chat, just to support each other, because some people were completely on their own. And, you know, I was lucky, I was with my family, but it's, it, it is important now, because it can be quite a lonely, a lonely world. So I think it's important to just, if that's, if that's you, then just say it, like, I don't care. I'll, I'll say it. Like, if I'm feeling shit one day, I'll just feel shit today. Big deal. Like, I'll just get it out there, get it out in the open, and then at least people know. And nine times out of ten, everyone who's around you will support you for that. Yeah. And don't tell them. They're like, why didn't you tell me? You should have just said. Like, I should have told my mum years ago how I was feeling. And, she, yeah. you know, I didn't. I waited until it got so bad that it was a big, <laughs> big blowout. And it didn't need to be. It was. I could have just turned to her and gone, by the way, mum struggling here all this and that and the other but I think when you when you are struggling you do you feel like a little bit ashamed you don't want to admit it yeah or don't want to put it on pet you don't want to be a burden on anyone else so you feel like oh I'll keep it I'll keep it all to myself and then that's when it all goes peaked on because you, you do bottle it up and that's not what you should do but that's why I think it's so good for your followers to see that you say like that you've had bad times or you've had low times or whatever like just I just I just think it's 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 so easy to think that everyone else is fine and you're the only one struggling and I yeah. I, I think it's really important especially for people who look like you know they're they're yeah. living their best lives like all day long and they've they've not got a caring the world or could look like that to, yeah. to be honest I think it means a lot but anyway on top promotions wants to know apart from her daughter does Ruth have a favorite fighter to watch <laughs> do you watch anyone else Ruth <laughs> I don't, I don't, to be honest yeah so, she doesn't really you don't really no. follow it that much do you no. I'm a favorite anyway <laughs> 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 um, <laughs> So who do we watch more? I don't know. All your favourites, isn't it? I'm sure Danny Roberts is going to be home. upset. <laughs> oh, yes, Danny Roberts. All right, Danny Roberts. <laughs> <laughs> it's too late now, Ruth. <laughs> the pause was too long. <laughs> yeah. I what though? Because I don't live because I don't live at home. We don't watch fights together, do we? I watch fights on my own or with my housemates. So sometimes you, when we're together, we're all, on that sit really. It's all golf in their house. My dad's into golf. My brother works on a golf course. He's into golf. You've just started learning golf. My sister's a golfer. So, so how did how did your sister get into golf? What's your sister's name? I do know this as well. How did she get into golf? We were on holiday one year, weren't we? And she, um, we had a member of our family who um, got very frustrated with golf. So basically, these all, all our children were quite young. So they took turns going out to watch him lose it on the course. Mm -hmm. And that's how she got into it. <laughs> and then she decided she liked it, didn't she? So yeah. she just started, um, she just joined locally and started playing and getting into it that way. Having some lessons. But she's really good, right? Yeah, she's, she's amazing. She's doing a while. She's yeah. like, no one knows who she is yet, but everyone will know her name. She's going to be pro and she's going to be amazing, isn't she? It is quite funny, though, I have to say, you know, if you have the same weekend, where you, you go to a golf tournament, it's all peaceful, quiet, you know. <laughs> it's all very civilised. And then, you know, or 
And the next day, Lex has got a fight. It's like complete contrast. Good fun. <laughs> you prefer? Would you have one that you prefer? Which one do you prefer going to? Go on, be honest. By the oh, way, one's a fighter <laughs> and one plays golf. <laughs> Before you answer. <laughs> I think, I think we'll keep that neutral. Sitting but yeah, they're place. both good fun. <laughs> oh, that's amazing, though. You what did she play it. off? Um, scratch now, isn't she? She is. Yeah. Plays off scratch. Zero. Is that zero? She was. Wow. Mm. Yeah, no, she's, she's good. I don't know. I, don't, I actually don't know anything about golf, by the way. She rings me and she's like, oh, this, that, and the other. And I'm like, oh, yeah, wow, that's good. Obviously, I support her and I love that's her. What, that's that's what she thinks when you tell her stuff about your fight. Pretty much, yeah. No, we do. We, we have a very close relationship, me and my sister. We talk every day. Oh, I'm just going to plug you in because my phone's on 10% battery. What? I'm, I'm so sorry because I've kept you for double the time that I said it would be, but I just love talking to you both. And Lexi, I think you're a superstar. When you're talking about like knowing that there's something inside you, I totally see it. I've always seen it. And I, I know you're going to be a star. I've always known you're going to be a star. And I, I, think you, I think you do our region proud. You're obviously not from Liverpool originally. I still think <laughs> of you as being from down here and we're claiming you. Um, <laughs> But I, d I just think you're, you're a superstar. I'm, I'm so proud of how far you've come. I'm, I'm so delighted for you. I think you deserve it so much. To see how much you put in every day to your craft, like I say it all the time, amateurs train like pros now and it's yeah. insane. It's insane what you put into it and you deserve every bit of success that you've had. I, d I I think you're amazing and you're you're gonna go on to amazing things. I'm I'm so chuffed for you. Thank you, I appreciate that. Ruth, thank you so much for joining <laughs> us. I'm absolutely <laughs> chuffed that you that you did it. Have you got any final thoughts for us? Uh, well, thank you very much for inviting me. Um, <laughs> well, yeah, you just confirmed what we've been talking about. Yeah. Very, very proud of her and how far she's come, what she's doing. Oh, thanks, Mark. Look forward to her future. <laughs> I wish we could have a great park. <laughs> I know. <laughs> I can't even hold this camera right. It's like, <laughs> I know, the phone's all over the shop now because I've had to plug it in so I've got to hold it and it's... I'm really worried that you've burnt your dinner because of me. Oh, I'm so right. sorry. That's all on me. <laughs> if it's burnt, we'll just order something in. order <laughs> something. <laughs> Thank no. you so much, girls. Uh, I love you to bits, Lexi. I just I can't wait to see the next one. I'm excited for your pro career. I'm I'm a big fan. I'm all aboard the hype train. <laughs> <laughs> oh, thank you so much. Take care, both of you. And you. We'll see you soon. Safe journey home, Ruth. <laughs> thank you. Bye now. Bye. Take care.